0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: Dr. Michael Yusuf.
0: Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 tells us that our chief priest, our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ is the chief compassionate. Why? Because he understands and he has experienced all of our pains. If you're going through physical suffering and a physical pain, you can look up to the cross. And know that your pain cannot be compared with His pain. So He understands you.
1: Welcome to Leading the Way, the Bible teaching of Dr. Michael Youssef. Suffering is a part of life. And as we'll hear today, no matter what your experience, God offers compassionate understanding for all that brings you suffering. Today's message is part of Dr. Youssef's series, Deepening Your Love for Christ. Oh, and if you can't stay for the whole message, catch up online, subscribe to the podcast, or use the Leading the Way app. But since you're here now, listen as Dr. Yusuf begins his message in times of suffering. If
0: you have ever gone through unexplainable suffering, an unexplainable pain of any kind, most likely you found yourself in one of four positions. What are they? Either you found yourself in a barren land from which you try to escape it, or you find yourself in a broken land under which you are sinking, or you find yourself in a bitter land in which you resent it, or you found yourself in a better land in which you are blessed and become a blessing. I'm going to repeat this as I go along in this message. Suffering of any kind will land you either in the barren land, the broken land, the bitter land, or the better land. It is indeed my prayer that you would land in the better land. It is the cry of my heart today as you listen to this message that God is going to teach you to take all of your past sufferings, all of your present sufferings, all of your future suffering and land in the better land. An anonymous ancient author one time said that for Christians, in the midst of suffering, they're going to react one of two ways, or they're going to be like either a potato or an egg. (laughs) For you see, a potato is hard as a rock, but when it gets into a boiling water, it softens. The egg, on the other hand, is soft, but when it gets into the boiling water, it hardens. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all, not some, in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble, with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Someone said that the pages of history are stained with the tears of our compassionate God. The word compassionate here in 2 Corinthians, in the passage that I just read to you, it means to suffer alongside someone. The word really means that you are opening yourself up to the person who is suffering and you're walking with them. It means... That you share in their anguish. It means that you are hurting with their pain. No wonder Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 tells us that our chief priest, our high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ is the chief compassionate. Why? Because he understands our plights. He understands and he has experienced all of our pains. He has known what it is firsthand to suffer because he walked where you are walking and where you have walked. Because he and he alone understands you better than anybody else. Because he and he alone knows not only what you're going through, but he can respond to your pain by saying, whatever you're experiencing... I've experienced more. Whatever pain you're going through, I've experienced more. Whatever suffering you're going through, I've experienced more. If you're going through physical suffering and a physical pain, you can look up to the cross and know that your pain cannot be compared with his pain. So he understands you when you go through physical suffering. Those who are going through injustice and unfairness and experiencing injustice in this world, they too can look up to the cross. They can look up to him, perfect as he was, perfect in every way, never once sinned, never harmed anyone, never hurt anyone, never wronged anyone, never had the wrong thought about anyone, never had the wrong attitude about anyone, never spoke evil of anyone, never broke any law. And yet he was falsely accused and sentenced to death. He understands your suffering of injustice. Those who are going through the pain of rejection. And they feel maybe they have contributed 1%, 2%, 3%, little percentage toward that rejection, toward that experience that they're going through. They can look up to him who was rejected for no reason whatsoever. And know that he understands what are you are going through? In fact, far from contributing to their rejection of Him. Jesus fed their hungry. He healed their sick. He raised their dead. And He gave of Himself freely and without charge. And yet, even His best friends fled and forsook Him in His hour of need. So He understands your rejection. And those who are going through... Feeling of loneliness. They too can look up to him. And they can see. Here he is. Alone in the garden of Gethsemane. His dearest three could not stay awake. Alone in the dungeon in Caiaphas' basement. Alone in Pontius Pilate's court. Alone on the road to the cross. Alone hanging on the cross. He understands your loneliness. And those who are going through persecution because they happen to be at the very center of the will of God. They may ask, God, how come? But they too can look to him and see the one who was at the very perfect center of the will of God. And yet, through his persecution, he brought salvation to millions through the years. He understands the pain of persecution. But he also said that he has a special blessing with your name all over it when you are persecuted for the sake of Christ. Let me remind you again. Suffering can land you on a barren land from which you try to escape. Or it can land you on a broken land in which you sink under it. Or it can land you in a bitter land In which you can resent it. Or suffering can land you on a better land. In which you are blessed and become a blessing to others. Johnny Erickson Tata once said. Suffering presses you up against God. I love that. Especially from somebody who understands physical pain. Every single day of life. But then, you know, I thought about this, and I thought about her joy in serving the Lord. And then I thought, obviously, that when your suffering presses you against God, you are going to come face to face with His suffering Son. And when you come face to face with His suffering Son, you are forced to comprehend his son's suffering was not for himself, but it was for you. It was for me. That when you come pressed against God and you come face to face with the suffering of his son, you understand that his suffering was not for his benefit, but it was for your benefit and for my benefit. And then and only then will you really deepen your love. For the Lord Jesus Christ. Now beloved I want you to listen to what I'm going to tell you. What God wants us to know is this. Jesus did not suffer on his own behalf. No, because he was purely perfect. But just as the high priest in the Old Testament. Once a year when he enters into that holy of holies. And there he will lay the sin of God's people. Upon that scapegoat. And that scapegoat will run into the wilderness. In the same way Jesus carried the burden of our grief. He carried the burdens of our sorrow. He carried the burden of our suffering. He carried the burden of our pain. And not just once a year. But forever and ever and ever. The rest of your life. And then for eternity after that. Now the truth is. We are the ones. Who condemned Jesus on the cross. We're the ones who have caused him to suffer. We're the ones who caused him punishment. You say, wait a minute, why did he do that? Why did he do that for me? It's a good question and I want to answer it <laughs> because that is what the compassion is all about that we read about in Corinthians. You see, God's compassion caused him To pay for the penalty of my punishment and yours. God's compassion caused him to serve your death sentence and my death sentence. God's compassion caused him to take upon him your rightful punishment and my rightful punishment. It's amazing to me as I read the Gospel of Luke. Here's a scientist. Dr. Luke was a physician. And therefore, I find that his, his gospel and the way he recounts the historical evidence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love his systematic mind. And I love the fact that Luke tells us that Jesus was crucified between two criminals. One of the criminals was astounded. He was astonished. That the son of the living God, the perfect holy God, would be crucified like them who are criminals. So much so that he turns to the other fellow in Luke chapter 23 and verse 41. And he said, we have been condemned justly for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. One sees Jesus' suffering as for him, and he loves Jesus for it, and he ends up in heaven. And the other one, like so many in our culture, who become bitter with their suffering, and they reject the Lord Jesus Christ and wind up for eternity in hell. The one who allowed himself to experience the compassion of Jesus in the middle of his own suffering was driven into deeper love for Jesus Christ and was blessed. The other represented all those who shake their fist at God and end up condemned for eternity. Someone said, God brings His children into deep waters, not to drown them, but to cleanse them. Don't you like that? God brings His children into deeper waters, not to drown them, but to cleanse them. Let me plead with you. Do not waste your suffering. Do not waste it in the barren land. Do not waste it in the broken land. Do not waste it in the bitter land. Invest your suffering in the better land. And in order to avoid landing in the barren, the broken, or the bitter land, there are several things you need to know. In fact, there are two to be exact. If you want to land in the bitter land every time, You go through a rough patch in your life. You need to understand some very important biblical truths. First, you must remind yourself, and if you have to do it every two seconds, do it. You have to remind yourself that Jesus knows and understands your pain and suffering. Secondly, you must remind yourself that Jesus not only experienced far worse than what you're going through, not experience, only experience far worse than what you are experiencing, but Jesus walks with you in the middle of your suffering, that Jesus is abiding in you in the middle of your suffering, that Jesus is carrying you through in the middle of your suffering, that Jesus is comforting you in the middle of your suffering, that Jesus is holding on to you in the middle of your suffering. It's mind-boggling for me how everyone of the Lord's disciples gladly suffered and died for Jesus Christ. You know why it's mind-boggling? Because a little earlier, those same guys, those same guys ran away in fear. They forsook Him and left Him all alone. But you know what? The resurrection changed all that. The resurrection changed our fear. Resurrection changed all anxiety. Resurrection changed all of that. As they walked and talked with the resurrected Christ day in and day out, they came to love Jesus with all of their hearts that they considered their life was not really worthy to be compared with the glory that's prepared for them. Today we have some people running around saying, Come to Jesus. And he will make you healthy and wealthy. And all your problems are going to be over. I got news for you. Since I came to Jesus, all my problems have been multiplied. (laughs) Because I became aware of my sin. I became aware of temptation. I became aware of Satan's attack. While I was in his camp, I wasn't aware of all this. But praise be to God that he promised victory. And he gives us victory in the midst of this world. You know, I was reflecting early hours of this morning. I already prepared my message, but I was thinking. And the Lord, in the early hours of this morning, took me to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. And there, the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy, listen carefully. He said, you know, all those who live godly life shall, (laughs) not may, or possibly... But shall suffer, shall be persecuted. And I will look to these folks in the eye and say, look, one of two things. Either you're not living a godly life or you don't believe the whole Bible. Shall. You try to live a godly life in your office. You try to live a godly life in your home. You try to live a godly life in your neighborhood and you will hear from the enemy. And people say, why don't we experience the power of God as we read about in the book of Acts? I want to tell you why. When you begin to value Jesus more than life itself, you will have that power. The reason the power came upon the apostles of Jesus Christ is because after the resurrection, nothing was being compared to their relationship with Jesus Christ and eternity with Him. During the 90s, two million Christian brothers were crucified to death in the Sudan. And their wives and children were sold into slavery. And some people say, well, they imply at least that this was their fault for suffering for Jesus. Give me a break. But like Jesus, all of his children who paid with their lives are now glorified with him in heaven. And you have God's word on it. Suffering can land you in a barren land from which you try to escape. Suffering can land you in a broken land under which you might sink. Suffering can land you in a bitter land of which you resent. Or suffering can land you in a better land in which you are blessed And become a blessing. You know, some years ago I shared a story with you. And it bears repeating. The reason this story bears repeating is because it's an example of how a child of God learned in the midst of his crushing pain to land on the better land. Horatio Spafford was a prominent Chicago lawyer. And he committed his life to Jesus Christ under the ministry of D.L. Moody in Chicago. In November of 1873, Horatio's wife and all his four children, all four girls, four daughters, set sail to France on the Villa de Havre. And Horatio was supposed to be with them on this particular voyage, but the pressures of work has delayed him, so he made plans to follow them on the next ship. And in the Atlantic, before they got to France, the Villa de Havre collided with another ship and sank. Spafford's wife survived, but all four children died. And the cable that came to him from his wife contained only two words saved alone. Spafford knew that his unbearable agony could land him on a barren land. It could land him on a broken land. It could land him on a bitter land. And no one would have blamed him. For that is a crushing experience very few of us even understand. But instead, he allowed through the power of God the Holy Spirit to land in a better land. And from the depth of his incredible pain, he penned words that blessed millions. From the darkest and the deepest agony of his soul, the light of praise manifested itself as he expressed it in these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea bellows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well.
1: It is well with my soul. Dr. Michael Yusuf with a message called In Times of Suffering. Got a question about starting or living the Christian life? Begin a conversation to discover answers at ltw.org Jesus.
0: Once Christ becomes just a way, not the way, moral relativism will follow. And if the book of Judges is going to be teaching us anything it was going to be teaching us that we must contend for every soul that we must fight for every one of our children and their children's children we must stand firm regardless of the cost that we must lovingly but firmly hold on to our inheritance
1: that was just a preview of what dr Yusuf will be teaching next time on leading the way make a plan to join him for this powerful message Today's program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world for more than 30 years. Learn more at ltw.org.